Welcome to the Yellow Jacket Buzz. I am Chris Cross, and I have the pleasure of serving as the Vice President for Athletics at Cedarville University. The Yellow Jacket Buzz podcast aims to give listeners a deeper view of the people and happenings within the athletic department at Cedarville University. We pray that listeners will catch the vision of the Yellow Jackets as we compete for Christ, contend for championships, and change sport culture. Today, we're here with Hannah Rem, graduate student and member of the Yellow Jacket cross country and track teams. Hannah won the All Ohio Challenge against a tough field, including runners from Akron, Cleveland State, Walsh, and others. Hannah won the race at Alabama Huntsville, that included a strong D2 field and placed second at the GMAC Championship, where our team really dominated in the name of Christ, as Dr. White likes to mention, finishing in spots of second, third, fourth, seventh, and eighth. They're headed to the NCAA regional race on November 4th in Evansville, Indiana. Excited, looking forward to that. So Hannah, uh, you're from New Bern, North Carolina. As we were talking here before we started recording, I've been there. It's the birthplace of Pepsi. Uh, little known fact there. Are, are you a Pepsi or a Coke person? Um, I got to say neither one. I don't really like carbonated drinks. So what do you drink then? Um, mostly water or sports drinks. Yeah. With cross country, getting all that sugar into your system is probably not a great option. Yeah. yeah. Not the best alternative. Yeah. So coming from uh, North Carolina to Ohio, uh, talk about that transition. Uh, talk about maybe the recruiting process a little bit and how you ended up at Cedarville. Yeah. The biggest difference just between the states, I'd say, is definitely the weather. I didn't even own a big winter coat until I came to Ohio. Oh, wow. So that's definitely different. Yeah. Most of the schools I visited were actually in the South. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of in the recruiting process. I was looking for a Christian school that had a good running program. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't like super fast coming out of high school. So that kind of really narrowed down my options. And my mom actually came to Cedarville for a year. And she was like, why don't you just like email the coach and see what happens? So I did. And then that ended up with me coming here to visit, meeting with Coach Bolander and then the rest is kind of history. <laughs> yeah, so it's intriguing to me. As we look back at some of the best runners that Cedarville's had, I can think back to, to Carson Koch, uh, who was a good high school runner. I mean, she wasn't the fastest, but when she came here, her growth in running was, was exponential. And, and the same thing with you. I mean, if you look back from your freshman year to your senior year, I mean, the growth as a runner has been phenomenal. So talk about that process and maybe the influence that Coach Bo, Coach Bolander has had in that process. Um, so, so just talk about the growth as a runner. Yeah. In high school, I actually didn't start running until my junior year of high school. Oh, wow. I played volleyball, basketball, soccer. My goal was to be a college basketball player. Oh, wow. Do you still play? Yeah. Um, I do sometimes. I'll yeah. like yeah, intramural team. pick up games. I'm not. We're not allowed to play intramurals, oh, actually. right, right. So I probably would if we were yeah. allowed to. Yeah. But so I didn't start running till my junior year of high school. I was always that aggravating person on the sports teams that like actually enjoyed the running part of practice. Yeah. So I was that person. But I finally got like an actual running coach my senior year. So I like improved a lot. But my 5k PR was still only 2106 coming into college. So I was like very nervous coming in just like the slowest 5k PR on the team. <laughs> and I'm very competitive. So, yeah. So did you notice anything specific or special that Coach Bolander did to, to kind of push you, knowing how competitive you are, mm -hmm. um, and just to help you in terms of cutting that down? Because what's your PR now? Uh, 16.53 on the track. So five minutes 
improvement yeah. in five years, in four and a half years, really. What is it about Coach Bolander's uh, training that's really uh, allowed you to really cut that much time off your race? Yeah, I think he's very individualistic with our training. He doesn't have like a one approach fits everyone, which has been very helpful. We kind of like, he listens to our feedback a lot on like how we're feeling with workouts or mileage, which has been really helpful. And also having my teammates to push me. I didn't have a team in high school. So having teammates there pushing me to run faster and workouts and also just like Coach Bo being willing for me to ask him lots of questions and just like approach him and wanting to get his knowledge and wisdom on different aspects of the sport or different race strategies, workouts, mileage, all that I think has been really helpful. So I picked up on something there. You said you were the only runner at your high school? Yeah, we had a few people that would try to run and they would all quit like well before states. Yeah. Cross country to me is, is fascinating. Um, you know, I'm not a runner myself and I, I, I attend these races and I see just the, the, the pain uh, on faces as you cross the finish line and, and your, your ability and the motivation and desires to push your body to the limit on every race is just fascinating to me. And, and as to watch, watch runners collapse as they cross that finish line, because they've just given everything they have. Talk about that moment, uh, maybe even on our home course, where you make that final turn, you're coming down the home stretch, you see the finish line ahead of you. Like what's going through your mind on that last kick? Yeah, it kind of depends on the kind of day you're having. For me, if I'm having a bad day, it's just kind of like, just get to the line, like do the best I can, make the most of the day for my team. But if it's a good day, I definitely get a lot of motivation when I'm not running for myself. I feel like if I'm just running for myself, that motivation to keep pushing Mm -hmm. tends to fade. So this year, especially, I focused a lot on running for my granddad, Mm. whose health has been declining. He had an accident a few years back. So just like running for him and to bring joy to him. And most importantly, like running for the Lord and to make his name known and not my own. And to me, that's like a much more fulfilling feeling when you're coming down that finish line and you have something greater than yourself that you're running for. Yeah. And we'll get into that in a a few minutes. And I I really want to dive deep into your motivation and running, running for him um, Mm -hmm. is a saying that we all like to say around Cedarville. We'll get into that. Um, So looking back to your high school days, what advice, if you could give advice to a high school senior or junior looking to, to make the transition to college cross country or track, what was some advice you would give them in making decisions and, and kind of what led you? You said you were looking for a Christian college, but what advice would you give them in kind of leading them to finding the right college? Um, yeah, I would say be patient. Don't feel like you have to rush things. Because for me, I didn't decide on Cedarville until I think like April or May of my senior oh, wow. year. Yeah. So pretty late. But I looked at a few colleges and I was like, well, like this coach said I could run for them. Like, should I just go ahead and like have things figured out now? But looking back, I'm really glad that I waited and just like trusted the Lord and just kind of like waited until I felt peace about the right school. And then some other advice that I've heard that's been really encouraging to me, like as I've like dealt with injuries and different things is when you're looking for a school, don't just choose it for the athletics. Like think if your sport was taken away from you, would you still be happy at that school? Yeah, that's great advice. As I talk to other uh, student athletes um, across other sports, that's the biggest thing is is the Cedarville experience is special. 
there, there are so many things going on across campus outside of athletics that student athletes love to be part of and get involved in. Uh, I think you've just hit the nail on the head. It's about choosing the right school, especially at the division two level where, where the NIL contracts aren't really out there. Uh, but Cedarville is going to impact you for the rest of your life. Uh, and, and choosing the school that's going to set you up for success in the future is vitally important. So that would be my advice as well, is make sure you're choosing the school uh, more so than the athletic program. Uh, although we we like to compete for Christ and contend for championships here at Cedarville, so it's this is a pretty good place too. Yeah, I definitely feel like I've been able to experience both the athletic growth and the spiritual and academic growth and knowledge as well. Yeah. So tell me about how being on Cedarville's cross-country and track team specifically have, have really impacted your life. Yeah, the biggest thing I'd say is just the team atmosphere, having so many girls that are committed to running well and to pushing each other and being focused on our athletic goals is really encouraging because I never had that in high school. Like people just weren't committed to their Mm -hmm. sport. It was like you show up to basketball practice and people are like, yeah, I haven't touched a basketball since like last season. So the commitment and dedication of my teammates is a big thing. Um, They motivate me every day and encourage me so much. And then also that we're driven um, athletically, but also spiritually. Um, We're very intentional about that. Um, We have Bible study every week and just like are very intentional about connecting with one another and helping each other grow spiritually. Yeah. So talk about some of the team roles, like in every team, there's always like a team mom, right? Who's trying to take care of everybody or who's, who's the driver or those types of things. So what are the, what are some team roles that you guys have identified on your team? Yeah. The funniest one's probably the team hairstylist, which would be Aubrey before race. There's like probably 10 people like always wanting their hair braided. So. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then I would say like our team driver kind of team mom actually graduated last year which is Bethany. So that's been like kind of different, but she's our volunteer assistant coach. Okay, so yeah. she's still around. Yeah, excellent. So uh, you talked about your commitment to the faith and you really want to represent Christ well, and you've done a great job with that. I, I'm always impressed with the prayer circles after the cross country race, whether it's in the shoot uh, at the uh, finish line of, of the championship events. Uh, but talk about some ways that you're able to share Christ with your competitors and maybe some fans, some other folks uh, through, through your uh, endeavors in cross country and track. Yeah, I think the prayer circle is a big thing. And one thing we've tried to really emphasize this year is like during our prayer to really share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because like sometimes it's hard to actually have like conversations with people at the meet. Like we all go our separate ways for our cool down and everyone's really focused before the meet. So having the opportunity actually in the prayer to share the gospel right, right. is a big thing. And um, this summer I actually ran a road race and had a really cool opportunity just to kind of like connect with one of my competitors and kind of just like plant the seed Mm -hmm. of like, oh, I like go to a Christian school or like I'm like attending church and just kind of like have those opportunities to plant those seeds, even if you don't have like the time to have a long in-depth conversation. Are there other uh, GMAC teams that you guys have created a special bond with or have a connection to and have done, have had some follow-up conversations with? Um, I know some teammates of mine. I'm not pretty sure if it was GMAC schools or not, but some teammates will put their phone number like we do a happy mm-hmm. basket. Mm-hmm. So we give that and it's pretty much like snacks and Gatorade. And we give that to the team after the meet. Yeah. And some people will put like their phone number or something and they'll have like members of the other teams follow up. So that's really cool. And sometimes we have the opportunity to actually cool down after the race right. with the team. So 
Right. And that whole cool down makes no sense to me either because you just ran 5K or 7K or 6K, whatever you're running. And then you're going to go run. How long do you run to cool down? Um, The longest cool down I've done is 8. 8K. Or 8 miles. 8 miles after running a 5K. Yeah. Normally it's like somewhere between like 5 to 8 probably. Yeah. yeah I, I, not being a runner, those things just <laughs> fascinate me. All right. Back to the, your talk about uh, what you're doing and how you minister to other teams. So I'm going to read you a portion of an email that I received from, from another GMAC athletic director. I'm writing you today to praise your women's cross country team for what they did after they ran. Your women's team brought our team a basket of Gatorades with positive handwritten notes for each of our women. In my 21 years of collegiate athletics, this was the classiest thing I've ever seen. I told my president on the spot and I had to email you to let you know what a wonderful and classy championship team you have. Your team blessed me today. Like that just brings tears to my eyes just reading that kind of thing. What, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, that's just like amazing the impact that we're able to have because sometimes it seems like you're not really making that much of an impact, but then like hearing other people and like the impact that it actually has on them is just very encouraging and very humbling yeah. to be able to be a part of. Um, one thing Coach Bolander kind of always tells us is just like you don't really know your impact and just like to be intentional about our interactions with other teams and to really use our platform. He emphasizes that the better you run, the more opportunities that you'll have. Yeah. So that's kind of motivating for me and I'm sure the rest of our team is the better you are at what you do, the more you'll have these opportunities. Absolutely. And you guys have really competed well this year. Uh, looking forward to some good things to come in the next couple weeks. Yeah, we're excited about that. So what's your favorite memory as part of the Cedarville Cross Country and Track programs? I'd have to say running at Nationals my junior year. Um, my race was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. But just the overall experience after being injured for almost a year and then being able to come back and run at an NCAA national championship. Mm -hmm. And the rest of my season was like very exciting and went very well. So it was just being able to come back and run at a national championship. And where was that national championship? It was in Florida. In Florida. Was that St. Leo? Was it yes, that it year? Was. So I was down there for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that course was brutal. It was. The hill was very challenging. And in the, we right just, in the middle of the course, right? Yeah. And then you finished on the down slope down to mm -hmm. the finish line? Yeah. Wow. And a lot of the course was actually like run at a slant. So it just like really killed my shins. <laughs> yeah. So were you expecting that? Because you think you go down to Florida, you, you kind of expect the heat, right? And it was very warm, even though the race started in the morning. I want to say, was it nine or 10 o'clock or something like I that? I think it might have even been eight. Eight might have been eight, right? But the heat was there. Um, but you, I don't think you really expect the hills that were on that course. So was that was that a surprise to you or did you do enough research to know, well, this this might be a hilly course? Um, yeah, I definitely, I enjoy running in the heat. So I feel like that wasn't a huge factor for me, but I was definitely very unprepared for the hills. Like everything that I'd seen, like coming out of Florida, like fast times, fast courses, like, so that's what I was expecting. I was like, okay, this yeah. will be like a good course. And coach actually told us that it started on a downhill, right? which there was like the slightest of downhill. And then it was just like straight up for <laughs> what felt like an eternity. So I was very, felt very underprepared for the hill. Yeah, right, right. Talk about being a student athlete. Uh, what does a day in the life of a college student athlete look like? So talk about, you know, from the moment you wake up uh, throughout your day, just kind of walk us through what that looks like. Yeah, so normally I try to get up around seven-ish. 
um, get a decently early start for a big day ahead. Um, have some breakfast. Normally go for my first workout of the day, which depending on if we have practice or not, is anywhere from like a three to 10 mile run. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So the shorter run I'll do in the morning if we have practice in the afternoon. And then if we don't have afternoon practice, I'll get a longer run in. So then kind of maybe do some mobility, stretching, kind of loosen up for if we have practice later in the day and come back, start to my house because I'm off campus this year. So start some homework, then get some lunch, do a little bit more homework. Ideal day is have time for a nap before practice. <laughs> and there's class mixed in there somewhere, right? Um, my classes are actually online. So as a graduate student this year, yeah. right? So right. it's very okay. different. Yeah. Because I'm just kind of like teaching myself. I don't have like a set class time. So instead of just sitting down to do homework, I'm mm-hmm. like sitting down to watch videos or read the textbook. Yeah. So it's a little bit more boring. <laughs> <laughs> But so then. so tell us, did did freshman Hannah think that your your career at Cedarville would turn out like this? And did you anticipate having this type of year, your last year of eligibility? Um, I definitely had very big goals coming in my freshman year. I guess I was kind of wondering, like physically, like can I reach these goals? Okay. So I would definitely be very surprised with where I'm at right now. Um, I definitely have a lot more work and a lot more goals I want to accomplish. But looking back, I think I'd just be like very encouraged and like, okay, like you can make it like you can actually run under 20 minutes in a 5k. Yeah, 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 no doubt. So Hannah at the GMAC, I noticed the pink hair. So there's got to be a story there. How did that come about? Yeah, um, I got it done or did it the night before GMAC, before we left for GMAC, I guess. Yeah. And it was actually for my grandma who had breast cancer. And October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yep. So I wanted to do something special, something for her. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I was uh, at the women's soccer game last night and they're doing some breast cancer awareness uh, videos that they're putting up on the video board there at the track and the soccer complex. So yeah, that's great. So my wife's a breast cancer survivor. I don't know if you knew knew that or not. So yeah, I appreciate all the efforts to to bring awareness. Um, So Hannah, you're a Dean's List student in accounting. Mm Right. So you graduated with your accounting degree. I did. And your master's is in? Um, my MBA with the accounting concentration. There you go. So what are the plans after finishing your year of eligibility this year? And do you feel that Cedarville's helped prepare you for that career? Um, Yeah, I actually have one more year. I'll be here next year running track. So no more cross country, sadly. Yeah. But finishing out my MBA. And I feel like Cedarville has very much so prepared me for going into the workplace. Um, just in my internships in the summer, I've felt like the knowledge that I've gained, I was able to take into the workplace and like implement that pretty quickly, which was helpful. Um, I'm not entirely sure what my plans will be after I finish my MBA. I'd love to continue running and see where that takes me. So Yeah, great, great. So one last question. What's a question that I should have asked you? What is one thing you want people to know about Hannah and Cedarville cross country? That's a good question. I guess like the main thing about me is I just like, I love running like more than any person probably that yeah. I've ever met. Like that sounds really cliche, but I just like, I genuinely love it. It's like most exciting part of my day that I look forward to. So 
That's exciting. Yeah. Well, Hannah, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, preparing for these upcoming big races you have and, and achieving the goals of competing well at the national uh, cross country race. And that's in Missouri this year, I believe. It is, yeah. Uh, so uh, looking forward to, to seeing you compete out there. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you compete well this year. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Jacket Buzz. We look forward to our next podcast as we talk with more of our Yellow Jacket family about impacting the world for Christ.